Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gents, and welcome to this episode of the Sophisticated Property Investment Podcast with me, your host, Frank Fleck. I've had a few clients ask me recently what the best strategy is for right now. So September 2023, we know what interest rates are currently like. High, not high historically, but high for the last decade, not historically that high at all, (laughs) but high for recent memory, highest they've been for the last decade. We know that the lending climate is really tough. It's the hardest it's been since I've been an adult. So I'm 41. I don't remember how hard it was in the 80s. My dad was an estate agent in the 80s. He remembers people posting their keys through the bank's door and walking away from their properties and just being repossessed because they couldn't afford the mortgage payments. I don't remember double digit interest rates. So money is hard to come by at the moment from conventional sources. But as I say frequently on this podcast and when I'm teaching, something can't be all bad. Something can't be all right. There's there's a positive to every negative and there's a negative to every positive. And so if, as we see now, interest rates are high. That means mortgages are expensive. Cost of living's high, which means tenants are struggling to pay their rents in many cases. And banks are reluctant to lend. Their criteria is tightening. Then all of that leads to, yes, quite hard going if you're a highly leveraged landlord, but really happy days if you are either low leverage because rents have gone up a lot or if you're looking to buy and you're sat on cash reserves. So we are in a great period of the cycle to buy. And I've talked about that at quite a lot of detail, but you can never say this enough because the media is telling us it's rubbish the whole time and loads of people are believing them. I sat down with a letting agent recently, brand new letting agent that I'm building a relationship with. And I was saying, you know, what's the market like? And she said, oh, it's hilarious because we're having our landlords tell us to evict tenants. So we're evicting tenants because the landlords want to sell their properties, but then they're not selling the properties, struggling with paying their mortgages and asking us to relet the properties, which is absolutely crazy, but it's a sign of the times. And so the question that I'm being asked by clients a lot is how, how do I capitalize on the current environment if I haven't got a big pot of money to go shopping with? And I talked about in the last episode, how I'm raising 10 million over the next three months to go shopping with in effect. And, and of course, that's one of the, the ways that you can, you can build a war chest is to do exactly what I described in the last episode. But if you're not wanting to do that, how do you capitalize on the current market? And there's more to going shopping, let's use it that, or building a below market value portfolio than just having the cash to do so. Because if you buy at market value, well, straight away, your returns are going to be decimated. You're, you're dropping from a 50 to 100% return annually to a 10% return there or thereabouts, unless you're going to employ a high monetization strategy, but then you're only going to get into the low teens. So, and I'm speaking on average, of course, there are exceptions to every rule. I, I have got properties that I've used single ASTs on that have that have got me into the 20, low 20% returns, but very, very unusual, very, very unusual. So if you're wanting to get those 50 to 100% returns, how? How do you go about getting them? Well, the th- first thing is to recognize who you're going to need to be buying from. And the low-hanging fruit right now by a country mile are landlords. 
quite experienced landlords who have been in the game for a long time. And there's a few reasons for that. Firstly, they've probably bought the properties in their personal names. So they're being absolutely hammered by Section 24 mortgage rate relief. So that's the first reason that experienced long in the tooth landlords are, are a good potential vendor. Secondly, they've seen high capital growth and that's a double-edged sword. They can sell and make a big profit, but they've got a big tax bill to pay if they do so. So they will have seen good capital growth. Two reasons within that as to why they are going to want to sell. One is they need to pay this capital gains tax at some point, which means we can come up with a sophisticated solution to helping to them to pay that. And secondly, they've got the profit in their property in which to uh, which they want to dip into now because cash flow is not as good. Third reason is they're tired. They're tired and fed up of being a landlord, all the changes. They haven't continued to systemize their business. They haven't treated it as a business. They've just carried on doing what they've always done. And what they've always done has got harder and harder and harder, more and more onerous, and they're just fed up. It's like um, the comparison effect. They're just comparing it to years gone by when it was a lot easier. Now, there are loads of other reasons that might kick in. They might be going through a divorce. They might want to emigrate. They might have all kinds of things going on that mean that they need to sell. Their properties might not be compliant. We've had that quite a lot recently, and now the council's putting them under pressure. By the way, as soon as you buy a property and reach out to the council, all the, in our experience at least, all of the enforcement action ceases because now they've got a new owner and the new owner is being really reasonable and reaching out to them and saying, right, I'm the new owner. This is a non-compliant property. I'm doing this and this and this to get it compliant, etc." So that's quite easy. And I've done that. And I've even done that during the purchasing period. So I can go to the vendor and say, look, I'm going to liaise with the council. I'm going to explain that I'm buying it. I'm going to do the works while you own it, which will get them off the, your back. And then I'll buy the property from you when it's compliant. That's like music to the ears of a <laughs> a besieged landlord who feels got at by environmental health and the uh, uh, housing standards, etc. So that is our target market currently. It's my biggest target. Now, it doesn't mean we don't buy from homeowners, but they are the easiest people to buy from at the moment. And also they're sophisticated, which means we can do more sophisticated transactions, which means we can make them more money and make us more money. The more sophisticated a transaction, the more complex it is, the more profit there is in it for everyone involved. So that's good. Good for us, good for them. How do we find landlords? Well, there are loads of places to find landlords. You could do Facebook ads, you could do newspaper ads, you could do networking and going to landlord associations, you could speak to letting agents as I've talked about previously. It is not hard to find the landlords themselves. In fact, you could target boards. You could target to let boards and ask the landlords if they want to sell. Because if they've got an empty property that they're struggling to let, then they're a target. They're someone who's having to fork out mortgages, potentially. They're having to fork out council tax, potentially. They're certainly paying bills and they don't have a tenant in there because they're advertising their property for let. So loads of ways of reaching these people. The offer that you make them is really important. You have to be providing a service. You're not buying their property, you're providing a service. And you have to put yourself in the landlord's shoes. So what do they want from you? Well, they probably want a stress-free sale. They probably want the tenants in situ until the day of completion because they want the cash flow. 
they probably want you to liaise with the letting agents, etc. So they don't have to do loads of paperwork and sorting that out. You, it will, you will go a long way if you keep their current letting agent because that makes the sale easier. It also means the letting agents are going to liaise with you because they're keeping the business. Even if you later on decide that the letting agent's not a good fit, it's good to have the letting agent now so that they can facilitate the transition between owners. They probably want some help with capital gains. Now, people miss this a lot. People are used to structuring a deal so you pay off the landlord's mortgage. But you have to realize if you complete on a property and you pay off the landlord's mortgage, but you don't give them any extra cash, what if they have a capital gains tax bill to pay? So you probably need to factor that in to your solution for the landlord. If the property is in a limited company, then I would seriously consider buying the company rather than the property, but that's going to be quite an unusual situation, but consider it. And if there's insufficient equity for you to buy the property now at a sufficiently below market value price, then you're going to need to buy over time. You're going to need to do a control now, pay later strategy where you take all the hassle from the landlord and we're doing this with whole portfolios at the moment managing the property and servicing all the landlord's mortgages paying all the landlord's bills and keeping the profit for ourselves now from that profit we can actually start to buy the portfolio from the landlord and that can work really well from a capital gains perspective because you can complete on one property this year and one the next year and one the next year after that. And that allows the landlord to use their capital gains tax allowance. It allows them to use their spouse's capital gains tax allowance if they're married, if they own the properties jointly, if they have a business partner, etc. Now, we're not talking loads of money, but if you do a 15-year deal and they get to use 15 years of capital gains tax allowances, well, that's quite good for them. They might have other reasons. They might want to complete on properties in different financial years because of other financial matters that they have. And, and, and I often get asked the question, well, how do you know this, Frank? How do you know what the solution is? Well, the, the short answer is you have to ask them. So they won't know what the solution is, but you have to ask their situation. You have to work out. And, and this only, they'll only tell you this when you've built enough t- rapport. So you have to spend time with landlords. You or, or your vendors. So you have to make sure you're not wasting their time by going out to see someone who's not interested in BMV and not interested in control now, pay later. And equally, you need to make sure that they're not wasting your time because you haven't qualified them properly. And by the way, this is on you. If they're not properly qualified and you go and spend two, three hours with them, that's your fault, not their fault. You have to ask questions, work out why they're motivated, work out whether they're interested in a BMV or a control now pay later solution. And then you go out and spend time with them and work out their actual situation. Why is this of interest to them? Why do they want to sell to you and not on the open market? And once you know that, now you can come up with a solution that will work for them. And if you are cash rich, you probably want to do BMV purchasing now. It gets the property into your name now, very clean, very simple, and you've got complete control of the property. It's really efficient. You buy them into limited companies now, so you've got tax efficiency as well. Ideally, you don't need the profits from the property, so that can sit in your limited company and accrue. You pay corporation tax, obviously, 
at, depending on the number of properties you have, 19% to 25%. But then the money is in that company and you can go and buy more properties into that company. Don't pay, make the mistake of taking the money out into your personal name unless you absolutely need to. If you're going to buy more properties, leave the money in there. However, if you don't have a war chest to be buying properties cash or financed, and by the way, don't be afraid of going and getting buy-to-let finance at 6 7% at the moment, thinking, oh, that's really expensive. If the property is 25 30% below market value and you can get a 50, 60, 70% return on that property in the first year, then just buy it. Just get, buy it at, if it's a hundred grand property, buy it at 65, 70, 75,000 pounds, get a mortgage of 55, 60,000 pounds on it, put a bit of cash in, pay your stamp duty at the 70, 75,000 pound mark, and you're off to the races with a brilliant cash flowing property if it's worth 100K because it's bringing in great rent. And then, and, and don't worry, if you, and if you put that on a five-year fixed rate mortgage, then you know where you're at. You don't have to do it on a five-year fix. You might do it on a two-year variable, but you're, you know you're going to refinance this at some point in the future and get all your money out. And you might be wanting to do that really quickly. That's hard to do at the moment. Or you might be doing it later, which will be really easy to do in five, six years time because you can just demonstrate that it's gone up in value massively. That is the simplest way of building portfolio. But it's going to cost you, if you're buying 100 grand houses for 70, 75,000 pounds, then you're still going to need about 20 grand a property there or there about 15 to 25,000 pound a property, depending on a few factors. So you're going to eat cash if you're buying lots of properties. However, if you don't have a pot of cash, then you can still do these no money down deals with landlords because the properties are cash flowing already. And so what you can do is you can take over the management, that's you putting time into the deal. You can take control of the property, that's you using your expertise, and you're using the existing finance on the portfolio to help you buy. And what you can do is you can build equity into the deal over time. Now there's two ways that happens. Firstly, the properties go up in value and you might think, well, what if they don't? Well, do a 20 year deal. And are you telling me that the properties aren't gonna go up in value in 20 years? It's highly, highly unlikely. Yes, it's theoretically possible, but highly, highly unlikely. The risk of relying on capital growth really kicks in when you're doing an eight year deal or a seven year deal or a five year deal or a three year deal. I wouldn't want to rely on that, that would be risky. However, the second way that time can build equity into the deal is if you use some of that positive cash flow to pay the vendor for the deal. So if it's cash flowing and it could be one property, it could be 10 properties, a thousand pound a month, if you give 500 pounds of that a month to the landlord and take 500 pounds for yourself to pay for your time or your team's time, now you over a decade, 10 years, 120 months, 500 pounds a month have paid off 60,000 pounds. So you owe the, the vendor less than today. So if you bought it today, you might have to pay them 100,000 pounds. But in 10 years time, if you've given them 500 pounds a month, now you only owe them 40,000 pounds. But that 100,000 pound property might have gone up over 10 years to 150,000 or 200,000 pounds, but you still only owe them 40. So you can see how the gap between what the property's worth and what you owe the vendor gets bigger and bigger because you're moving that, it's like a wedge on a graph, it's a wedge and the wedge gets thicker and thicker and thicker. You're moving both 
lines away from that starting point. And of course, you can negotiate a below market value price today. So we're doing a deal at the moment where we're buying properties over a, I think, seven-year period. But we're agreeing to buy them at 85% of today's value. And we're using the rent to pay down the vendor over that seven years. So in seven years' time, we're completing, but we're completing at maybe 75% of today's value. But I would expect in seven years, values to be at least a bit higher than they are today. So maybe we'll end up with a 30, 35, 40, maybe even a 50% discount in seven years' time, depending on what the market does. And that becomes a really juicy deal. Plus, we're taking cash flow out every month. And interestingly, on that deal, there's already a private individual employed by the landlord running all of these properties. So we're just taking on her as an employee. We're just employing her uh, ourselves. So there's a continuity of management of the portfolio. And it really is that simple. Now, it's not easy because finding these landlords and negotiating with them and working out how to do the deal with them and then building enough trust that they believe that you're going to buy their portfolio and then signing them up and getting the legals over the line and sorting out the finance if finance is required that that is work there's millions of pounds to be made here and no one well i'm certainly not saying that you know this is free money or a income that you don't have to work for you absolutely have to work to find these properties you have to work to to buy them you have to work although in a really leveraged way to manage these properties but boy once you've got them under your belt are they profitable for you and we are going into the next property cycle now we have you are basically starting in 2009 and just look at what the market's done over the last 14 years that's where we are again we're starting again today in my opinion i'm expecting the next 14 years to be similar to what we saw in the last 14 years now it's not guaranteed it might be a longer cycle it might be a 10-year cycle might be a 12-year cycle might be 13 14 15 16 year cycle but just look at the last 100 years you can go on the ons website the office for national statistics you can go on their website and put in property prices in the uk and look at what they've done in the last 60 odd years i think we started recording in 1960s late 1960s and just look at what's happened over that period of time and when you see that you think to yourself actually property is a sound investment actually if now's the time to buy i need to get going and the easiest way to get going at the moment is to find landlords who are at the end of their property journey they don't want like and often the kids have seen how tired the landlords are how fed up they are about property how they moan about property all the time. And so the landlords, families who could inherit these portfolios potentially don't want to. And also if you own them privately, if you own them own them personally, not in a company, it's quite hard to inherit properties because all the mortgages need repaying. You get about 12 month window. And so elderly and sometimes landlords who are who have a disease and they know they're their days are numbered. Sometimes they want to put a solution in place that absolves their families from any hassle and any effort. And this is buying portfolios from them can do that. And so sometimes they're just looking ahead because their kids have made it abundantly clear they don't want all the stresses that their parents had. And sometimes they've got a nine till five and they quite like their nine till five and they don't want the portfolio that they see as a real noose around their parents' necks or a yolk, yolk, yolk. A yoke, a yolk's in a 
and an egg, isn't it? A yolk. I think that's the old-fashioned term for the big leather thing that you put around an oxen's shoulders. They don't want to uh, to pick up that yolk and have to carry it. And that, ladies and gents, is my plan for how I'm going to build or continue to build my portfolio over the next couple of years. And if you would like my support in doing that, if you'd like us to help you in that, then there'll be an advert at the uh, start of the next episode of this podcast. You can jot down that URL and you can come and uh, reach out to us and visit us, spend some time with us and we can get you on track. We can share our systems with you to help you to start buying these properties now is the time whether it's using our system or your own system it doesn't matter but do not miss this opportunity it is too good an opportunity to miss don't be kicking yourselves in three years time when you look back and go ah prices are going up now i missed the boat because they they always do go up medium to long term property prices in the uk go up not in every country if you're in a country where you don't see recurring consistent capital growth and it's it's tougher it's tougher to uh, to invest you have to invest much more for cash flow but in the uk we're blessed because we live on an island and there's very strict planning laws compared to the rest of the world until next time ladies and gents happy investing sophisticated property investing make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing now